The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time. Yeah, and with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get The Essential Calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 307 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we're talking about friendship this week and next week. It's a really big topic, but I'm excited for this. I am too. Um, I think it's a, it's a big topic, like you said, but it's a really important topic. And I think it's one of those things that comes up a lot in our community is just this, like, where are my people? Um, how do I find my people? And right now we're in such a weird time for like even hanging on to the people you maybe were starting to collect in your life. Yeah. So um, it's like, it feels like it's more needed now than ever, really. I agree. And as often happens, I felt like we'd talked about friendship on the mom hour several times, but I looked back and it's definitely been a while. And then of course, pandemic life has changed so much. So we're going to take two weeks. We're going to do it this week and next week. So we have a little time to settle into this conversation. Um, This week, we're going to focus more on showing up and being shown up for with our closest, our ride or die friends. And and we're also going to kind of talk about what that actually means, those close friendships. Um, And then next week, we're going to kind of expand that and talk more about our, I don't know, like outer circles or acquaintance circles and the the Mm. tribe you build that's outside those close friendships. We're also going to talk a lot throughout the two episodes about how friendship dynamics have been changed by the pandemic and and in some ways that are really actually good and in others that are really hard. Um, And then we'll also just validate what a lot of you have shared with us about what you're missing in your friendship landscapes. I think it's really important to acknowledge that there are lots of seasons of life where you're maybe not getting what you want or need out of your friendships. And every single person who wrote that to us kind of felt like they were alone. So I hope we Mm. clear it up that you are not alone if you're not feeling fulfilled in the friendship area. So these are big topics. And like I said, we're going to take two weeks to tackle them. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how many people I felt like for every person that was struggling and I think we're all struggling in some ways, right? Just in different ways. And we're missing different kinds of people or different kinds of relationships um, and connections. But I did think it was really interesting with all the responses that we got, how it felt like for every one person who was really missing their um, best friends or felt like those relationships had really kind of suffered, there was like another person saying, this was like the most amazing year. Like people really showed up for Mm -hmm. me. And sometimes it wasn't the same people that they were used to showing up for them. It was like a whole different group or like, um, friends who'd kind of fallen off their radar or people who were afar and suddenly being several states away didn't really matter anymore. Right. Um, so it's just been such an interesting year. And I think you're right, Sarah, that when we're going through these things, we always feel like we're alone. And I feel like I keep beating this dead horse or beating this drum or I don't know, there's lots of things you can beat apparently to <laughs> death, but uh, that the pandemic is, it's like taking all those phases we all go through anyway, like being isolated as a new mom or, you know, not feeling like you're getting out or all those things. But it's like having us all go through it in weird and different ways all at the same time, which makes it 
loom larger because it's affecting more people. But really, loneliness and motherhood have gone together since the yes. beginning of time, um, especially early motherhood or when something, a circumstance changes, like you move or something like that. So I just think it's like now we're all so aware all at the same time, which makes mm -hmm. something feel bigger, even though it's always happening. Yeah, that's so true. I'm glad you brought that up. And something you've said in multiple episodes when we dig into like how COVID has changed something, you're really good at pointing out that like it's very hard to separate when you're going through an intense experience and it might be like a three nature tantrum or something. Right. It's very hard to separate. Like, is this because we've been stuck at home for six months or is this would this be happening anyway because he's a three nager? Right. Um, and I think with friendship, it's the same thing. Relationships changing and loneliness and um you know, all of those things are, like you said, so intertwined with motherhood and then COVID layers on top. And I think the newer you are in motherhood, the harder it is to separate out. Is this because I'm living through a pandemic or would this be happening anyway in my relationship? Right. So I think it's really interesting. Um, so we did. We mentioned we got some feedback. It was an Instagram post and a post in our Facebook community. And we just asked for really open ended feedback about what's going on with your friendships. What are you missing What's how have friends shown up for you? And I, um, you know, prepping my little outline, I copy and pasted the comments and some private messages we got into a Google Doc. And Megan, it was 17 pages. Long. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, Do you think so, we have time to cover 17 pages of material today? Probably well, not, right? I mean, well, if anyone would try, it would be us. We would try to cram it in. <laughs> and 17 hours later, we'd all yeah. still be sitting here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I read through this this morning and and I think sometimes when we ask for your feedback, we're offering like, oh, like Jenny in Michigan has this great tip for this. And like, we love to shout out your names and call you out. I think this was more like taking the temperature of our community. And we are going to mention some themes that emerged, but um, some of the messages were more vulnerable or more private or more mm. unique to someone's situation. So um, that's kind of how we we took in all this feedback. We were like, whoa, that's a lot of feedback. And then we kind of read it and and it's it's informing this episode without like regurgitating it at you, I guess. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and also, to, again, because um, one, one thing we talked about is it's that especially with this category of friend, like you kind of end up with who you end up with. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of control you have over who winds up in your inner circle necessarily or how that looks. So it isn't always um, sharing super private or personal details aren't always as helpful if they don't represent the greater experience. So I like that we're going to kind of touch on themes without digging in too deeply into very specific I don't know, situations. Exactly. And if you have a ride or die circle who's super close, you've already got those people. If you don't and you're searching, like you said, it's not the it's not super helpful to hear how other people are showing up with their ride or dies if that's not if you're if if your problem is is that you're missing yours. So that makes right. sense. So, yeah. Yeah. And we heard we really did hear almost um some opposite ends of the spectrum on this one. So it was really, really interesting. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. 
So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, Sarah. So the first thing I have to tell you is that um, I only became acquainted with the term ride or die like two years ago, maybe. And I was very confused as to what it meant. <laughs> like I was like, ride or die. Are these like, is this like a motorcycle gang thing or whatever? And now I understand it's, it's supposed to be the kind of friends who will bury a body for you. Right. Or like yeah. they'll do what they'll show up They're They're going to be there. And, um, that's like hard to define because you know, even your closest friends, you might not feel like you have that passionate, like I'll beat someone up for you feeling. So, um, let's just talk about that. I know you've got some thoughts, Sarah. I do. And I do think it's important if we're, if today's episode is mostly going to circle around the idea of close friendships in motherhood, I think starting with some, some clarifications is important because one thing I noticed, you're right, ride or die kind of like bubbled to the surface of the vernacular. And I don't think I was confused by it, but I definitely started noticing it a couple of years ago. And it it creates this image or expectation, like all the ladies out there have their inner circle. And those are the people who know their innermost secrets. You know, they'd bury a body for them. Oh, and they also like live down the street and have kids the same age and the husbands get along. And it's like, it can really create almost like a caricature that I don't find particularly accurate or helpful. So a couple of things that I wanted to mention for me, close friendships can look very different and I can have a half a dozen what I consider close friendships, 
but they're not all close in the same way. And it's almost like a Venn diagram where if a few overlapping circles and the center circle, there are very few people right in the middle there. Mm -hmm. Um, But but there are hopefully a few more people in the overlapping circles just, you know, just outside the center. Um, But for example, like my college roommate, I would call a ride or die, like a lifelong friend. Some of the most formative early adult years spent together, some of the biggest laughter and adventures I don't talk to her every day. Um, We have very different work lives. Um, We don't know the day-to-day details of what we're doing. Um, When we go on vacation or catch up, it's amazing. And then there are other people like you. I consider you, Megan, like one of my closest, closest friends. And you and I are in each other's lives, like up in each other's business all day, every day. Um, And I would seriously like lay down my life for you. But you and I don't have. Well, yeah. You don't have, we don't have a lot of shared history. We don't no. know each other's families. We don't talk about each other. We don't talk about our kids. Really, no, not ever. really. No. So I mean, like, when we do, it's like something, either something big is happening or it's like this kind of side note, right. like, uh, like an aside. Yeah. And like, I have to, you know, yeah, we don't, I don't, I'm not there for your kids' birthday parties and vice versa, or even sometimes know when they are like, sometimes we'll be like, Oh, I forgot to tell you this thing. And it's yeah. like, we talk every single day for like hours, most days, but it's just a different kind of like. It's the circumstances are different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe my maybe my experience sounds totally different from yours. And and I know from yours, Megan, because you actually your ride or die besties do live in your town and they also go way, way back to the high school years with you, which I think those two things are are some a, a thing that makes ride or dies sometimes feel even closer. If they know your background, your history, your um, your family that can make someone feel really intimate. And if they live nearby, it can just make it that much more convenient. But all those things are not always happening, you know, at, at the same time. So I just wanted to make that note. I want to also add to that in that I think that, um, you know, there not only is the ride or die thing become part of the vernacular, but I feel like listeners in our, in the age group that, you know, our listeners tend to be a newer mom, they, they kind of also came of age with this girl squad idea. Mm-hmm. So it's not good enough to just have like one or two really close friends who do or do not live in your town. You have to have like a whole squad, like a, like there has yeah. to be like a, like you go out together and it's like a music video where everyone's dancing down the street. And I mean, like from the eighties, yeah. they're like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, I don't know. It, it just, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing that I feel like is very college, like high school and college. Like Mm -hmm. I had big groups of friends like that when I was young. I don't have that anymore. And I do have two really good friends from high school who still are in my life. Well, one of them married my brother. So of course I see her all the time. Um, But Missy, I don't see very often. Like there will be sometimes months ago by that I don't see Missy because she's busy and our lives just aren't circumstantially intersecting the way they would otherwise have. So I, I do think that even with those really close buddies, there's more distance in those friendships um, than it sometimes sounds mm-hmm. Exactly. Or than someone might assume. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I, what I want people to take away maybe from this like giant disclaimer is that if you feel like you're missing something in the ride or die category and it's coming from truly missing, like in your soul, you're feeling a lack then that's one thing. But if you're feeling like you don't have what it looks like other people have, it might just be that your your circles and your Venn diagram is fulfilled in a different way. I, I also wanted to bring up your your marriage or your partnership and your family dynamic mm. can really impact this because I know a lot of people whose sister is yep. is their best friend and they talk all day, every day. And you might if that's the case, then your needs in the friendship 
it's your sister, but your yeah. needs in the friendship department may be different. Um, and, and same thing with your spouse. If you have the kind of relationship with your partner where you're buddies and you enjoy a lot of the same things, and I'm not saying it's good or bad if you do or don't, but your friendship needs uh, are hard to extricate from the way that you're interacting both, I think, with your family and with your partner, because it's all it, it's all part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, look at you. Your mom and dad have become your best friends. In the <laughs> my last mom and dad year. are my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's uncommon. When, when I was a young mom, um, another thing that's, I think, good to point out for people who are in that young mom space is like when I was the very first of my friends to become a mom. And I would say Missy and Jenna and I were all, we always stayed in each other's lives and stayed pretty close, but I didn't hang out with them all the time for years. It wasn't really till they had kids and we all sort of wound up in the same area again, that we all started getting really um, close in that like day-to-day -day kind of way. And my mm -hmm. sister was absolutely my best friend during that time because she had little kids and mm -hmm. she lived in the same town as me. So it just made sense. Like we were around each other all the time. Now I'm very close with my sister, but I'll go weeks without talking to her. And when I yeah. see her or, you know, do talk to her, it's like, we have to catch up for a lot. Like we're not texting each other all day, all the you know intimate details of our lives. We kind of have a basic idea of what's going on and that's it. So yeah. there's a lot of, I guess the point we're trying to make, and I, I love that you said this is a long disclaimer, but is it, it, it will fluctuate a lot. It will change a lot as you're, when you first have kids, you might find that your friendship's cool or they wane a little bit and you move toward other friendships. And then you might find that those friendships get super solid again. It's not like they're over forever. Right. If they go through a strained period. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, obviously the pandemic has very significantly changed all kinds of relationships. What's interesting. So I want to talk about how the last year or so has changed close friendships. And this is a lot from the feedback we got from our community. And one theme that emerged actually is close friends getting closer. And I don't mean physically or geographically, but um, kind of as, as the superficial or the community friendships fell away, the closeness of your ride or dies, quote unquote, um, became more intense for a lot of people. And I'm mm -hmm. going to read just um, one or one or two things that came in, but um, someone said the pandemic almost provided an excuse for me to let go of friendships I felt weren't going anywhere or that provided me with more anxiety and envy than anything else. The friendships that have survived the pandemic are the ones I really value. I thought that yeah. was a really interesting observation. Um, and then another listener just talked about how her life had gotten really busy with the friendships, um, the the more surface level friendships of everyday life, like the the parents at school drop off and mm. the gym and all that. And when those fell away, she realized she hadn't been putting time into the closer friendships and the pandemic really changed that. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that was a through line that we heard from. And I would say for me, for me, it's true. Like my, my best friends are long distance and with Voxer, and texting, there has been opportunity um, to dig in emotionally, like intimacy wise with some of those relationships. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking back to a year ago, well now a year and plus some change, right? 14 months ago, what would my social life have looked like? And I really was like, proportionately, I was not making as much time for the close friends as I am now, because there was all this distraction. Like I was out, I had my like, um, this co-working space I went to and there was like my kind of entrepreneur buddy people that I spent time with. And then there was 
kind of like people I would just run into when I was out. And that group kind of was a little out of control because you can run in. I mean, I live in a small town, so, <laughs> you know, and then there's all those concentric circles of like this person's in this circle, but they're also in that circle. And so if I'm with this circle that I might run into that circle and it just, there's so much crossover that it really, and I'm an extrovert. Um, so I'd be seeking that stuff out and it really did take up a lot of my time. Um, I think it's funny that for me, my best buddy during the, during the pandemic was a new friendship. That's now my boyfriend. Like it's, mm -hmm. but like we spent so much time together cause I wasn't spending time with anybody else. And yeah. like that, wow. Like what an opportunity to get to know somebody when mm -hmm. it's the only adult you're seeing and spending time with is this one person. I mean, really for months it was, he was really the only person I spent much time with. So, um, I think when I look back at this last year, it has been like a culling. And I know we're going to mm -hmm. get into like what that kind of what the not so rosy um, side effects are of that culling, because it's not like I purposely said, you don't make the cut and you don't make the cut. Right. It's like all the circumstances that would have put me together with certain people fell away. And then those relationships, unless I worked pretty hard, also fell away. And sometimes right. that's good. And sometimes that's not so good. So yeah. Um, that's definitely been my experience. So it might not be that I'm actually spending more time with like Jenna and Missy, for example, but they get a much bigger proportion of my time. Yeah. Of my available time than, than a year ago or than a year plus ago. Right. Yeah. Another thing I noticed in the, especially in the early months of the pandemic was there's a few friend groups that were, that I don't live in the same town. So long distance friends where we do a girl's trip every year, that kind of thing. Um, the pandemic really leveled the playing field of everyone's experiences, meaning like if these are friends, I don't keep up with day to day. So I don't know what's going on in their work life or like what sports their kids are in. But all of a sudden we were all doing the exact same thing. And it, right. it provided an opportunity to reconnect kind of quickly. I mean, we missed out on our girls trip. In fact, we had to cancel it, but we did Zooms like every once in a while. And it was like we all knew what each other's lives were about in a way that would have taken like 30 minutes of catch up for each person otherwise. Right. And so that was kind of interesting. It was like a fast track to reconnection. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I know I know we're going to talk more about the technology, but we should probably like start to dive in now because I think so many people discovered that long distance friendships, even the the close ones that you 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 thought of these people as close friends, but distance had been an obstacle and mm. suddenly everything was distance and everything was tech based. And so, again, it allowed people, I think, to dig in deeper and to use things like Marco Polo. We heard a lot of Marco Polo in our feedback from our listeners. Voxer, which is my preferred method. Uh, should we describe what those two things are in case people don't know? Are yes. you a Marco Polo user? Oh, I tried it. <laughs> I could I couldn't with it. You know the problem. Okay, so Marco Marco Polo is essentially Voxer but with video. So you're yeah. just sending back and forth video messages of yourself. And I just this is just a kind of a funny aside. I I tried it because a guy that I had, was talking to, this is a long time ago back when I was still like internet dating, he he like basically exclusively used it. Like he didn't even like to text. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll give it a shot." And I couldn't, it's not like Voxer where you could put the phone down and walk away and just listen. I felt like I had to stare at it. Like I, right. it just was so different. And then when you're talking, often when I'm boxing you, I will be walking around boxing or doing, going about my business or driving in my car. And I was not comfortable being on video in any of yeah. those circumstances. So I do wonder if a year, you know, a year and a half later now, if I would, um, 
if I would like it because I've gotten so much more used to Zoom yeah. that now I'm not as spooked by video. But the other reason I went off it is the guy kept Marco poloing me without a shirt on. And I felt like <laughs> this is just an excuse for you to show off your pecs. It was kind of gross. And so that I got off. Hilarious. Anyway. That is hilarious. Um, so, I feel like Voxer has not received its due. In It hasn't taken off the right the same way, has it? No. And and in terms of facilitate. So if you're brand new and you have no idea what we're talking about, it's like leaving a long voicemail, short or long as you like, a voicemail for someone that they can listen to whenever they can reply in the same little. It looks like a text thread or a message chain. They can also reply with their thumbs and GIFs. So if you like to text or if you're in a place where it's too hard to talk or listen, you can go back and forth with typed words in the same way like you would in a text chain. But you can. So like Megan, I might vox you with my voice because I'm driving in my car and you can't vox back with your voice. So you type back. So it's a seamless that way. Um, and in terms of like friendship building, my two closest high school friends and I have had a three-way Voxer group, I think since before the pandemic, but in the pandemic, long walks were the only time we were away from our houses and our kids. And it, it was basically like having your own podcast feed of your best friends. So I might save up several minutes worth of messages from my two best friends and listen to them on a walk and then get mm. to respond. And it's like, it's like it, to me, it's the satisfaction of a really long phone conversation. I don't even like long phone conversations. Cause I always feel like there's something else I should be doing. And the fact that Voxer is truly on your own time. And like you yeah. said, you can multitask a little bit. You can be cleaning your kitchen. You can be driving. Um, it's like just, listening to a podcast that your best friend made just for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it works great in a group. You and I are in a more of like a business group that probably has what, eight, eight people in it, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it actually could, if you're, if your friendships are such that you've got like a group of girlfriends, I think it works great for a group. My little group is only three of us. Um, But yeah, just like, this is my non-sponsored, you know, like plug for Voxer. Well, and I have converted a lot of people that I text with a lot to Voxer and we, we only use Voxer to communicate. And a couple other reasons for that. One, um, you can use it on your browser really easily. So you can yeah. log in from any computer that you're on. And you, don't have to, you don't have to use the app on your phone if you don't want to. And I've never really figured out a great... I mean, I have had Messenger on my computer before, but I don't like using Messenger on my computer. It's not the same. It's, it doesn't work well with people who aren't also on Messenger, yeah. et cetera. Um, and you can alternate between voice boxing and texting. So my little group with Jenna and Missy, for example, um, is in Voxer and we sometimes send pictures. We sometimes send gifts. We sometimes text. We sometimes voice box. Like we go back and forth yeah. and it's all in one place on either my computer or my phone, wherever yeah. I feel like being. So I think it's like the perfect text solution. I do too. Um, yeah, it hasn't gotten its due. And I worry it's because everyone is so used to being on screen now that like audio seems, you yeah. know, can I just have to say really quick though, when you are, um, on the rare occasion, you're on a long phone conversation, Sarah, now that we've been using Voxer for what, three, five, seven, how long? Five years, uh, maybe five, five four years. or five. Yeah. Five, four or five years. Do you ever do this thing where you forget the person's talking to you in real time and you just don't respond. So like someone, you're having a conversation with someone and then they kind of trail off because they're waiting for you to say something and you're like, oh, wait, what? Oh, right. like, this is happening in real time. Is, I forgot. I've done that more than once. This is a reciprocal. I can't think if I have done that. 
But I will say that Violet was a young preschooler when I started using Voxer. And the way I hold my phone when I Vox is more like a walkie talkie. Like you're, yep. Yeah. And so, you know how little kids will pretend phone? Like they'll answer yeah. the phone, they'll talk on the phone. I noticed from a very young age, Violet holds a phone like I hold a Voxer phone because that's what she that, saw me doing. Oh. She didn't see me putting it up to my ear like a proper telephone. So that's right. Really funny. And now, kid, I mean, little kids now are seeing more FaceTime, I'm sure, FaceTime and yeah. Marco Polo than and texting than traditional phone calls. So anyway, I, I guess a big shout out to the technology that has enabled these close friendships to stay close in the pandemic. Um, lots of people mentioned Zoom Zoom hangouts, group texts are huge um, for these existing close friendships. And then lots of Marco Polo votes. And only, I think, one person mentioned Voxer besides us. So maybe we'll have to change that. Yeah, we should be there. We should really be their paid ambassadors because we, I, I personally have converted lots of people. But I know, I know. <laughs> we are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices. But, you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high quality and traceable key nutrients in clean bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start ritual or add the essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Sarah, we're welcoming our sponsor element that's spelled L M N T a zero sugar electrolyte drink that leans on current science about what our bodies really need in order to deliver the most effective hydration possible. You know, Sarah, Eric is really into keeping up with health research, and he's been insisting to me for years that we actually need more salt to stay hydrated. Turns out Element agrees because they've developed their product based on a growing body of research that shows that for optimal health outcomes, we actually need to be taking in sodium levels at two to three times government recommendations. That's a big difference. Yeah, it really is, Megan. And, you know, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. I know I can feel really rotten when I'm dehydrated. And also, I don't love the taste of plain water, so I'm not that great about drinking it. Element makes a huge difference in how much I'm enjoying my hydration and in how I feel, and it's super easy to fit it into my daily routine. My favorite flavor of Element is the grapefruit. But if that's not for you, we're going to get you set up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite Element flavor. Plus, Element has a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back to get your refund. Yeah, you can receive a free Element sample pack containing one packet of eight flavors. So you'll get eight total packets free with any order when you purchase through our custom URL. That's drinkelement.com slash momhour. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash mom hour. 
This offer is available exclusively through our partnership, and it's available for both new and returning customers. To get that offer, again, go to drinkelement.com slash mom hour. Okay, Sarah. So I know that two sort of general themes that emerged from the feedback that we got when we asked um, listeners to let us know about their close friendships is both one, the way that they've been showed up for. So that's like the one side is like the, the warm, fuzzy, positive side. And then the other side is like the sad side, right? Like yeah. they didn't feel like they were shown up for, or they felt like friendships cooled or fell off the, you know, kind of fell off their radar. So um, why don't you dive into kind of what that has looked like? Yeah. So I, again, I hesitate to say that there were big patterns because people's responses were very unique to them. And as soon as it started to seem like there was a pattern of like, oh, my close friends and I got closer in the pandemic, you could find evidence to the contrary. So whatever, wherever you're coming to this from, if you're listening, you're not alone because we really saw the whole gamut. But um, a couple of things that came out for me, um, the, the people who said their close friends had shown up for them talked about um, being listened to and understood and almost just like allowed to be and allowed to vent if they needed to vent, um, allowed to experience the grief of the pandemic and other life crises the way that they meant to. So I guess I'm broadly lumping that into moms feel really supported when their friends just let them let them show up as they are. It's like a come yeah. as you are situation. And I think that is one of the gifts of close friendships is we're not expected to do anything other than like exist. You know, I feel like this is the year that things have gotten really real. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really fortunate if you're in a group of people who let you be really real, because this is like the year that no one can fake it anymore. Like nobody, like there's yeah, not this, yeah. there's, there's not enough going busyness and distraction around you anymore to hide behind a yep. and, and B it's like, everybody knows that everyone's lives have been kind of upended. And yes, I think there's a small subset of people who are trying to push through and pretend like it's not affecting them. But, um, but I just think like, it's really become apparent in the friendships where people have been allowed to be struggling, um, to be, you know, exactly who they are, where things have happened that they've had to like reach out for help. And sometimes yep. that's hard to do when everybody else's lives seem so great. And you're wondering why you can't get it together. If you look around and the whole world's a mess, it's somehow, it's like somehow easier to just admit your world's a mess too. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I loved, we got a note from one listener who talked about friends making different choices around COVID precautions than she did. And so many times we've heard of this putting strain on relationships and family and friendships. So she talked about, you know, her, the group of friends not being on the same page about COVID precautions. And she said, but it's brought us even closer because they let me make the choices I make. I let them make the choices they make. And we both support each other in those choices and respect each other's reasons. I never felt I've never felt more emotionally supported as I do by my friends in these times when we're making opposite choices because they're proving they love me no matter what choices I make. So that mm. was uplifting to me because we've heard the opposite so much. Yes. Um, and I think it, it goes back to that thing I was trying to articulate, which is being a safe space for someone else to be doing doing and being whatever they are without judgment, without expectation. And that is very hard to manufacture in a new relationship. I, I do feel like yes. it takes it takes that closeness 
foundation to where you can show up in that way and be shown up for. So, um, I love that so much because I think that in regular life, we all make different choices all the time. Mm. Even when it comes to things that are seen as risky, um, or, you know, just it doesn't matter what it is. And, and what the pandemic has done is make it feel like there's a line. And if you're on one side of it, you're right. And if you're on the other, you're wrong. But if you really look around, every single person you talk to is doing something slightly different, whether it's, and I know we're kind of coming to the side of this where it's not, you know, it's not like, did you go to the grocery store too many times anymore? Like it used to be, but things like, did, were you one of the first to sign up for your vaccine? Or are you going to wait? Like, like there's lots of little nuances that are happening even now um, that we can't all possibly be making the same choices. We can't, right. like, it's not even possible. And so I know that in my tight fr friend group, like there really is no judgment and we're all, some of us are more and less risk averse about certain things. So like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm more, um, I'm more conservative and risk averse in certain ways than my best friends. And sometimes it's them. That's then sometimes I'm like, no, super lax, lackadaisical. Um, same thing with my family, like my, my brothers and sister. Um, mm -hmm. so I just think if you feel like there's one way everyone's doing it, it's almost impossible that that's true. It's probably an idea you're getting about the way, you know, the pandemic gymnastics or the pandemic Olympics or whatever we've called it before. Um, it can't be true. So that I feel like the realer we get and like that listener said, like the more we accept people that we love, I mean, the better we're all going to come out on the other side. Right. Because how good does that feel to feel unconditionally loved by someone, you know, is making different choices than you? Because there right. is no you're not your closeness, your connection, your love is not based on those choices. Clearly, it's based on something right. much more unconditional. And I love that. Um, I think another theme that emerged is friends jumping into action when needed. And this is such a mom thing, I think. And the pandemic probably threw a lot of people for a loop. If you're used to being like the first one to visit a friend who has a new baby in the hospital or like the first one to like, you know, we've done episodes before about offering to help and like, let me stop by Target for you. And um, that showing your friendship love like in acts of service that way, mm. I think is really, it's, it's a sweet part of motherhood, but the pandemic kind of like it challenged it in a lot of ways. So we heard from listeners who said something like, you know, my friends would show up with donuts and coffee and we'd stand in the driveway and talk. Um, several people talked about sending things in the mail, like, mm -hmm. like a pie, like, like <laughs> lining up like pie delivery to a friend who is in another town and having a hard time. Um, so showing up with like, actual stuff, gifts, presents, um, you know, like delivery and, and jumping to action when there's a need was another kind of, um, theme I think throughout. And that's, that's helpful for me to hear because I can get real stuck in, um, like decision, like decision paralysis or yeah. like overthink those small ways to show love for people. Um, like when I sent you the watering can, that was an example of a good, like I just did something cause it felt like a nice thing to do. And I sent one to Sarah, my bestie too. Um, but I can easily not do that and overthink it. So it's, it's so nice to hear that people felt loved and shown up for when, when friends like popped something in the mail for them this year. So. Right. And you're right. It doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be something that takes you all week to think about and plan out. It's just like those little spontaneous thoughts. Um, and that I think is the most rewarding kind of gift giving to do. Just think of it, just do it, you know, and then it's yeah. like, 
it's a, a surprise and not obligate, uh, not obligatory. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, one listener. Obligatory is not a word. Obligatory. obligatory. I have had a really hard time with words lately, like pronouncing them correctly. I just, as an aside. As an aside, you're a professional <laughs> podcaster, so I'm sure it's not a problem. Obligatory. What was the word yesterday? I couldn't think of how to say. Um, you, uh, we were recording idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. That's I was trying to say one. idiosyncrasies, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not right. Uh, boy, oh boy. But right. I'm your close friend, so I accept you just as you are. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Sarah. And if I don't, I'll edit it out later. <laughs> well, that's you. That's you, like throwing your body in front of a bus for me. Yeah, so you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I loved, we heard from a teacher who said she's a teacher and her close friends are not. And anytime there has been some like snarky, mean social media post that seems to throw teachers under the bus, her friends will jump in on her behalf and, and defend teachers and like stand up for teachers. And she just took that as such a show of support and love. So I, I that was just like such a small way that um, close friends are having each other's back. So I loved that. Um, another listener said that a friend pushed her and encouraged her to get back into therapy. I mean, that is not a small thing. That's a big thing. So it was great to hear these. Yeah. All right. Well, what about the flip side? Well, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about uh, a couple or a few ways that people are grieving or missing or feeling incomplete in this realm. And the most obvious is people are just missing physical contact. Um, Lots of people talked about missing hugging their friends. Um, If their close friends were already long distance, you know, the Marco Polo is great, but then those girls trips and the ability to like stay up all night in a hotel room and leave everything behind. um, People are really missing that. And I can relate to that one as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably the hardest one for me. Like, there's a whole, you know, you and I have a very far flung group of friends, both of us. And I've got my locals and I've got my people I talk to every day, but then we've got that sort of other group that are like people I really got. I really depended on seeing once or twice a year and in a very intense and sort of, um, I don't know, just like intense and like concentrated kind of a way. And that just hasn't happened. And that's hard. And it's like, for a while, you don't miss it until suddenly you're like, okay, this yeah. needs to happen. I really miss this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, And related to the group texts and the, um, you know, the staying connected in a more day-to-day way because all of our lives changed, uh, more than one person mentioned that after a while, it felt like there was nothing new to say. And mm. so they had these close friendships. They had the ability to stay connected over the miles and they had the funny you know, memes to send back and forth. But because this is like Groundhog Day over and over again, I think someone wrote in their feedback that they actually missed the opportunity to like, I don't know, share big news or talk about something other than COVID with their close friends. So that came out in a few in a few ways. And I know that's going to solve itself. It will. But I I, there's already so much that's monotonous about early motherhood that right, you layer COVID. And it's like, I love you guys. I want to be on a group text, but like, does anyone have anything <laughs> new to Is report? there anything new? Well, I'm in, I mean, not exactly the same, but I'm in one with my brother, my two brothers and my sister. And it is hilarious because all we talk about is like the weather basically. Yeah. And <laughs> then we talk about like, I don't know, someone's always like getting their, taking their car to the shop. Like there's always, and I just sit back and laugh because I'm like, man, we sound like the most boring people, but we're not boring people. We're actually very fun. If you get us all in the same room, we have plenty of really fun and engaging conversations to have, but like 
text just isn't the best place for that. Um, another thing you can talk about that we learned, Sarah, yesterday when we were chatting um, <laughs> is you can talk about your aches and pains. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, talk about the parts of your body that hurt because you slept funny or strained something looking over your shoulder, backing out of the driveway, or what was your leaning forward to get something out of a shelf, off yeah. a shelf? <laughs> Holding your phone too much in your non-dominant <laughs> hand. Um, if you are over 40, you are well-versed in this type of connection. And um, it's almost like a, like a, like a primate ritual, like, yes. um, you know, like something that you do to bond. You talk about yeah. the weather. And th that's also because our par my parents are literally like our best friends. I feel like it's even more normalized because our best couple friends are 66 and 72 years old. Yeah. So it's very it's very normal to talk about these things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. Um, this jumped out at me. Several people talked about missing the opportunity to grow burgeoning or developing friendships into closer ones. And I thought that was so interesting because I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it. And my move makes that a little bit different because right. we moved. And next week, obviously we're going to spend a ton of time talking about those more, the new friends or the surface level friends or the convenience friends, the, the circles outside the close circle. But I hadn't thought about how do you get people to be close friends? You, right. you spend time with them. You connect with them. You might go on vacation or go on a trip or have some like transformative experience with them. And so several people talked about it almost being put on pause so that you're fixed. You're, everything is fixed where it was. And, and that's probably why people got really close to their existing close friends. Right. But the opportunity to go deeper with people that maybe you were about to go deeper with or that you'd really developed a friendship with. Some people talked about losing those relationships entirely or kind of um, defaulting back to surface level. And, and I thought that was such an interesting observation. It, it is. And I know we're going to dive more into those friendships that are kind of in that middle ground. Like the, I mean, there's all kinds of not super close friends. Like there's the ones you, that are truly just circumstantial. You run into them every now and then, but then there is kind of like that next level where it's like, they're not so close yet that you'd, they'd be the person you'd ask for help in a crisis, but they were getting there or yeah. like, they, you were taking steps toward there and, and you could count on seeing them in certain circumstances. And, and now that's all gone. And that's really tough, especially if you're in a place where you're just starting to get out there again. Like there were definitely times in my motherhood life when I'd been pretty isolated for a while and was ready to start dipping my toe back in like what was going on around me. And that was a lot, that stage took a long time. Like yeah. it took me kind of a while to go from dipping my toe in and running to people when I'm out to like, now some of those people are my legit friends. And, um, I can see how this situation happening right at like the beginning of that yeah. journey would have meant they're either just put on permanent pause until things pick back up or they just fall off the wayside because yeah. you can't keep up with everybody that you had like a superficial text-based yeah. relationship with. Right. Like, yeah. that's just not going to happen. So yeah, yeah that's rough. It is. It is rough. And it's like you said, sometimes it's stage of life. It, it's uh, co coincides with the stage of life where you are on the precipice of going really getting some of those like close new mom friends or close work friends or something. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden COVID. And another one that I think is stage of life adjacent or related is and exacerbated by COVID is when you've had a ride or die or a close friend that has been, you know, a given in your life for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden something changes and that something changes might be you have small kids and they don't, 
or you have a demanding job and they're staying at home, or it might be politics, religion, or COVID yeah. that drives the stake. So we have a lot of people who it wasn't that they didn't have close friends. It was that they had them and something about this past year, maybe maybe it's COVID related and maybe it's COVID coincidental, right. um, has meant that those relationships have withered or been strained. And And again, if that's you, you're not alone because we heard that from people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a common theme in this year. It is important to remember that this last year was stressful and created strain, not just because of the pandemic, but for a lot of reasons. And so yeah. there's just a lot going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I guess finally, and maybe we can finish on this. Um, and that is, we have moms in our community and I'm sure we can speak to times in our lives where you just don't feel like you have ride or dies. You don't have the closeness that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and it's not a problem of distance. It's not a problem of schedules. It's literally just kind of a hole in your, yeah, you in your friendship system. Um, and I, I did pull this quote from, from a listener who said, I've realized when I didn't have local surface level friendships and activities to keep me busy, I really don't have any close friends. I was filling my time with convenience friends. When there was nothing to do and nowhere to go and nobody to see, I realized I'm actually very lonely and I'm desperately yearning for close friends. And I, I read that not to like be a bummer, but to validate anybody else who's feeling that way. Um, and I think I would just offer that um, that season cannot last forever. And it just sucks right. to be in. It does suck to be in it. And I would also argue that even those of us who've had ride or dies, and now I can't stop saying ride or die. Um, even those of us who've found our way back to ride or dies, who maybe we've been friends with since high school or college or early twenties or whatever. Um, that doesn't mean we didn't go through periods where we felt alienated or disconnected from those people and still went through that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can have those friends for decades, but that doesn't mean you always feel close to them or you always feel like you have your people. And that loneliness I think is just so universal. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like when we were getting ready for this episode, we both remarked that we 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 wish we could like somehow connect the lonely listeners with each other. And I think our, our I like, know. not to make light of it, but our community has a lot in common. And we see that as the community gets to know each other and helps out each other. And it was just like this. Oh, I just I want to like introduce you to somebody. I know. Yeah, well, maybe you, I think our Facebook community is really great and it's not going to replace those friendships, but I do, I get the feeling that it could be kind of like breeding ground for mm -hmm. some of those close connections, you know, so. Yeah. 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 Well, did, we didn't solve anything with this one, did we? No, <laughs> sometimes we don't, Megan. Sometimes we just show up as we are. <laughs> sometimes we just say our piece and then move on, right? Peace out. Uh, well, this is going to continue next week. And I think what'll be interesting about the next episode is we we've made it sound like the close friends are kind of like almost a level of importance up. And of course, they are very, very important. But as I think we'll talk about next week, it's actually equally important to feel like you have connections within a community, within your local physical yeah. area, like people you see with your eyeballs. So it's almost this like it's not a one is better or one is more essential than the other. If you're if you're feeling lacking in one or the other, you can kind of feel incomplete. And I can definitely relate to that. So next week we will dive all the way into those more outer circle relationships. And there were some interesting patterns to emerge from the feedback there as well. So that'll be fun. 
Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, Sarah, we still have that survey up, don't we? We do. Yeah, all right. I thought so. Um, so if you want to take our survey, we do it, what, like every couple years? Yeah. And we, and we have lofty goals for how many people we hope will take it. Um, and, it and it really does help us. Like, it helps us make content um, decisions. It helps us, like, you know, do a better job with the sponsors that we work with and make sure that we're bringing you the right kind of sponsors. And it just helps us shape the show and find out really more about all of you. And, you know, I know a lot of you talk to us, but not all of you do. So um, we want to hear from you. And this is your chance to let us know what you're loving and what you'd like to hear more of in the upcoming months and years. So just go to the momhour.com slash survey, and that will be uh, open till what date? I don't know. April-ish oh. something until April, I have 2,000 April responses. something-ish. Okay, 2,000. You guys, this, Sarah wants to shut this down. So <laughs> get in there and take that survey so Sarah can turn that ish into a firm deadline. I know that you're deadline-driven, Sarah. Ish does not make you comfortable. Well, the deadline is 2,000 respondents. There you go. Okay. All right, Come there on, you go. Everyone. Let's get it. Let's get it. We can do this. All right, we will look for your survey responses and we will talk to you next Tuesday with more on friendship. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening, and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.